All right. Are you going to tell them why you haven't watched any of the games? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell them, I'll tell them. I'm going to tell them right now. I'm just going to go with that as the opening to the pod. Uh, Welcome to a nice shift football red edition where I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) Why? Because I went to watch Collingwood. I didn't watch Adelaide United, but apparently it was a disaster. We lost 1-0 to Western United. Uh, I've got Cooper with me. Cooper, did you enjoy the game? And by the game, I mean... The Collingwood game that you were also at and didn't go to Adelaide United. Yeah, well, um, welcome to the AFL Gather Round Wrap here at the Night Shift Football Podcast. Um, Collingwood sucks. St Kilda suck. Adelaide United suck. Are we ready to go? Yeah, well, I chose correct though. Uh, Collingwood got the win, and I'm a Pies fan, so we'll take that. But Tommy, you're here. You were at the game. Take us through it. This is your time to shine on Night Shift Footy. This is. The floor is all yours. You're going to do all the legwork for this. I'm so glad that this is the one fixture that you guys decided to actually show your true allegiance. Fuck, I'm glad too. You've done 109 episodes of a football podcast. Yep. To just all of a sudden get blinded by the pretty lights of a state government venture of which they did not make anywhere near enough money that they should have. Here we go. Bringing the AFL into the city. And all of a sudden, you think Adelaide United what takes a back seat? All well, of a you sudden, won't, you won't, you won't care. Week, you won't have a week off high marsh for the almighty Peter Malinowskis. But fuck, when Jesus decides he likes the world again, Tom's not present. Uh, I need to stop a few things there. We're not talking about Peter Malinowskis. We're not calling him mighty. All right, mighty P. He definitely he That's looks better shirtless uh, than Jesus, though. We can't argue with that. This pot is already on a very slippery slope. Um, also, those that follow us on Twitter will know that Tommy's got some issues with the the egg ball game. And so he will definitely let those feelings get in the way of a gather round that was a massive success. Also, if I can defend myself at least, Collingwood come to town once a year, generally. They come twice this year. They come to town generally once a year. And so I go to the game. I've missed maybe, we might be up to double digits now, home games for Adelaide United in the last 12 years. You know, Cooper doesn't even follow any of the four teams that were playing on Sunday at Adelaide Oval, but he still went to that instead of oh, Adelaide oh. United. That's a bus. That's a bus. I just want to relate it. It, just, it feels like Adelaide United is your wife and Collingwood is your mistress and you're just like, well, she's like, in town. On. I'm going to go have a look. Yeah, this is a Sopranos pod now, and the real, Collingwood is my guma. There's a real I'm here for the weekend kind of vibe. <laughs> I do like that he's thrown you straight under the bus, though, Cooper. Yeah, I know. Like, some yeah. of us some of us have to put our wage before Adelaide United games on the odd occasion. So Wage? Oh. Saying the footy was cheaper than going to Adelaide United? There's no way. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. There's you no can still buy a way. child's ticket. No yeah. one cares. You're an absolute liar. I've... No, I'm not going to say that. Tom, Tom's um, actually got a child membership. No, I've got a concession was, membership that I've had for about 12 no. years. Well, so. Tom's actually not even a fucking member. So if we want to start a dog, oh, how about we start there? Jeez. Yes. Yeah, I told you it was a slippery slope. Start it's because I don't... Now we're all I fighting. I don't support the APL. So you don't support the clubs. You go when you feel like you want to go. This is my protest for the grand final decision. Is not getting a membership for Adelaide United. Yeah. Because they're part but of then, the APL. But then going to all the games anyway. Yeah, but buying a child's but, ticket, that's my thats my solidarity, brother. Right. Anyway, we played Western United, and I guess the good run had to come to an end at some point, and it has it all it? come crumbling. Well, it, it did. 
didn't it? Did it though? It did. <laughs> Were we going to win every game for the rest yes. of time? Eternity. That was, that was the goal. <laughs> that was the goal. Uh, it's all gone. It's gone up in a in a, in flames. There's two games to go. One of them is against Central Coast, who are now just three points behind us. So are Western Sydney. Um, yeah, Western United now within three points of final. Oh, who cares? Who uh, cares? I don't care. I fucking hate him. You know how they I feel were about rubbish. Bro, but anyway, take us through. So bad. That was so bad. If I've seen anything in relation to this game. Um, and what Tom said about it in messages and his priors on Twitter. If your last name is Dorigo and you somehow haven't blocked this podcast from your existence already, turn your stereo off, take your fucking headpieces out, press the pause button and forget this is about to happen because he is seriously angry at your brother, son, cousin, father. You know what I've done this week is that I've I've shifted my attention from the Dorigo family to the uh, Mel's family. And I've I've really applied for George Mel's to return to Adelaide United. His dad loves us. I'm sure he's listening tonight. I had a good chat with him. Uh, look, Louis Dorigo, when he is good, he's pretty average. I just I want to know. I've I've seen this. Oh come on! on. I've, I've, Can we not say this now? He has I've been seen so this. poor. For I've the seen this on games. Twitter this week, and I want to know. How, whether you love his father or not, and whether he's listening, I'm sorry, Mr. Mills, but how are you advocating for a man that played centre midfield and a bit of 10 in the A-League for 47 games and failed to get a score involvement to be in this league, but you're going to piss on the fucking life of Adelaide United's youngest ever player to get to 100 games by three years, future captain, club almost cult status hero, Louis Dorigo. You're going to sit there in your fucking ivory tower with a glass of red wine and take a piss on the poor bastard every week, Tom. His name lends himself to a really brilliant chant that I would love to get going at Adelaide United, but we won't go into it until we win the grand final. Outside of that, he is just the most frustrating footballer I think I've ever encountered. What, Cooper, you love him and I like him too, but what exactly does he contribute in a losing side. That's what I want to know. This is where you good guys stand up. And what what has he done this week? What has he done the previous week, even though we drew? I still had him at fault for a, a, a monumental amount of occasions in midfield. I don't know that this is the guy. I reckon we could find plenty of uh, pod audio from the past few months that would have you saying otherwise. But yeah, because I'm pressured into defending him. But now I just right, I okay. feel like now when shit has hit the fan, this is this, this is, is the, his time to step up. He's played 108 league games. This is the lead penalty all biggest. over again. You are. We didn't even mention you it. have you have the biggest scapegoat mentality. When we are winning undefeated Ish. 12 games in a row, Louis Dorigo is the fucking. He's the guy. You're on his dick, and then two losses and. We, we've got to blame someone, don't we? It's got to be someone's fault. I'm not on his dick, but it's not the right time to point out the blaringly obvious. This guy, you know, maybe not with Adelaide United, he would be a better footballer elsewhere, but I don't know. Against Sydney, I just thought he was weak as piss in the challenge and he didn't offer anything. And you're calling him a future captain and we were begging for someone to step up in this game. And the guy gets dragged at like, what, 70-odd minutes because he's just not influencing the game whatsoever. 
We'd rather put on a 37-year-old Spaniard in order to try and get a result. Yeah, Louis still 21. He's had some massive games since one day went out injured, and I think he's been excellent mostly. And, yeah, he's had he's been poor the last two games, but I've still got a lot of time for him at 21 as well. I've still got heaps more time. So, um, you say, you say give him the excellent. game time. I just... Yeah, given the game time, how much more game time do you want? It's 100 games in the A-League now. I, not just me saying excellent. You said it as well. Go back, listen to the pods. It's one of those things. When we're winning, it's a difficult Someone's thing to pull to out. It's a difficult thing to pull out an individual and say, yeah, this, guy sh- this guy's not shit, but this guy is not performing to the adequate ability of the rest of the team. But then when you get into these clutch situations and he's not performing to the performance that he did when we're winning... And then you throw in the fact that we're not getting results and all of a sudden you're like, well, you cannot, you just cannot rely upon this guy to actually pull you out of the vial. Flip a coin right now. Who are you keeping? You have to fire one, keep one. Louis Dorigo, Ben Halloran. Oh, that's, I'd, I'd get rid of Ben Halloran. Same. You just, uh, you just saved your career on this <laughs> podcast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did that one last, we talked Ben Halloran last week. Uh, pretty similar feelings. Um, were there if any want, positives? Oh, yeah. Were there you any... want a wor- no, we'll just build on that quick. If you want Go a on. worse performance than Louis Dorigo this week, it's Ben Halloran again. Yeah. It's just, he's so piss poor, man. He doesn't, he, it like, I had a couple of, I wouldn't say casual people, but guys that don't go very often and they, everyone identified the same thing. Why is this guy in the team? He doesn't care. He doesn't work. He's, he looks more like someone collecting a paycheck than anyone I've seen in Adelaide United's history. Maybe outside of like Des Giraudy, but at least that guy thought he could be a professional. <laughs> Harry Matt Moore, maybe. But, you know, he tried. He scored a goal at least. What is Ben Halloran doing at the moment? I don't... How does he get picked? Yeah, well, he, he starts every week. And it's funny, I said a couple of weeks ago, this guy starts nearly every game. I'm actually not sure if he has started every single game for us this season, maybe bar by that suspension. Um, And I probably wouldn't have him in my, almost my top 10 of our best and fairest this season when he's in the best 11 seemingly every week. So it probably says a lot. Can we just go out and start Nestory? Like, and if he's fucked, we take him off at halftime. Like, you know. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be way better to bring Halloran on at halftime? It seems like you want to bring a, a half of dribble, yeah, you know, I, like, and then wait to the seventieth minute to see Nestor. Like, just start well, him. I said this. I said this last week as well. Nestor is so ineffective against a team that's in a position to hold a result that they want to hold. He he needs space to run and maneuver. And again, we waited and brought him on in a scenario. Obviously, it was after halftime, but we brought him on in a scenario again where we're behind against a defensively sound team who have just set themselves up behind the ball again. Yeah, it was a, that was a really rough 90 minutes. But that's not to say that we didn't deserve a point out of this because we were the better side and we did create the better chances. If you want to go through... I mean, we'll, do you want to skip the lineup? Because the lineup uh, pretty much... Yeah, the lineup's pretty much the same. I was just going to move on and just ask you what... Um, any of the positives you thought were to come out of this? There had to be something, right? Isn't there? There has to be something. Uh, It was fun to see a lot of the young guys on all at the same time because when 
Dishy goes off, which is, you know, unfortunate because we spoke about those previous weeks. I think he's been the, in the best form of his career so far for Adelaide United. Dish cloth. Lovely. So, yep, love to see Dish cloth. But he goes off after 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever he's got. A, we don't know what's wrong with him. Because typical Adelaide United, we don't know. But Johnny Yule comes on. And so all of a sudden you've got Johnny on, you've got Luca. You know, you've got Louis in midfield. Jay Barnett has also started in midfield because his ideas is not entirely fit. Um, ben Warland is at centre-back. Joe Gauci, obviously. So you've got a shit ton of South Australian youngsters on the field, and that was brilliant to watch for a little bit. And then you realise maybe why these guys don't start every week. And, you know, maybe this is why Adelaide United dispelled the myth that we are the, the youth team champions of the A-League. When there are other teams that have played more under 21s, Brisbane have, Central Coast Mariners have. But also these guys aren't as good as us. And we're, you know, we are a good side. There's a reason we've challenged City all season long because we have a good combination of youth and experience. And so when you put four, five, six of the youth players on and they can't force a result against Western United of all fucking teams who cannot buy a win anywhere, maybe it, maybe that kind of shows why you don't indulge the young players playing 90 minutes every week. There. Good rap. I like it. Pippa, you got anything you want to add? Yeah, I just wondered whether it was was the bleakest moment of the entire day losing one nil to Western United or getting to High Marsh and interacting with a boomer that was saving 13 seats in oh, the regular night God. shift football role at the top of the northern end of High Marsh. F- you know what? The fight, the day started poorly because RGK wasn't open, which I t- we understood a couple of hours later because we realised it was Orthodox Easter. So that yep. makes total sense. Look, no hate, no hate. So we had to go to the joiners. And we felt disjointed from the outset because as we walk up to the top of the stands, there's one dude sitting in our seat and we just go to assume our regular seats. And he's like, no, 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 get out, get out. And we're like, what? What do you mean? He's like, no, 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 I'm saving these. And my brother, in all earnesty, is like, dude, there's like 15 seats here. What are you saving them for? He's like, no, 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 I was here first. (laughs) And we're like, dude, what, what are you talking about? We are here. I've missed one game because of a fucking religious ceremony. And all of a sudden, we can't get up to where Night Shift posts themselves in order to watch and, you know, deliver this high-quality podcast. It cannot be done from a different <laughs> vantage point. Cannot be done. I'll, I don't know how I would have reacted in that situation. Probably just gone and sat somewhere else. But it does piss me I, off. I hate it. We did. We did sit somewhere else, but... Initially, I just laughed at him because I thought he was joking. I was like, there's no way some dude is saving 15 seats in the general admission area. I think rule of thumb is if you don't have enough spare items of clothes or backpacks to put on said seats, then they're fair fucking game. You take off your shoes and socks and put one on each (laughs) fucking thing. Send that guy to jail. He had two kids covering two seats at least because they're just, their body width is not long enough. So we tried to assume the seats they weren't going to sit in. Nonetheless, there was a weird vibe in the stadium from the outset. Um, on on that, I thought it was a really good crowd. We got 10K out there on a massive weekend in South Australia for sport. I think that really just adds mm. credence to the fact that Adelaide United are holding up this league while Melbourne Victory decide to go AWOL. I love that. Shit. Of course they are. 
That's of course, they're not there shot. when their team are performing poorly. Yeah. Um, moving on, Adelaide have Perth this week in what looks like it could be a real trouble game all of a sudden, and we do need the win. Um, and then we finish the season with a Friday night against Central Coast. So uh, all of a sudden, it looked like we were pretty comfortable in that second position, and this one dropped game stupidly at home um, means we're under the pump a bit now to turn it around quickly. I know. I know. We're in dangerous territory now. We're in the scary hours, Sam. I think Perth away should be okay. Um, maybe two months ago, I would have said Perth away was a really dangerous fixture, but they haven't amounted to anything this season. So they're not playing for anything. I I feel like that should be a win. I feel like, you know, we may not get there stylishly, but we will probably get the three points, but it really sets up that Mariners home game for a brilliant three-way tussle for the second spot, which, you know, maybe we said at the outset of the season, I think second was always the goal. Um, third year of the Fiat project, and we should be trying to solidify Four. ourselves as a top two team. So I would need to go not? back and listen, but I feel like my expectation was top my four. goal would have been to be like top four. Yeah, which we should get. Don't know about top two. Yeah, but I guess kind of like with Arsenal, we've realigned the expectations to how well we were doing. And um, although there was a period a few months ago where we thought we were were no chance of making the finals. And here we are, we're sitting second. Um, So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom and there's still time to turn around a final season. Final series means you're kind of never really out of it if you make it. Um, but we don't want to be having to play that extra game. It'd be nice to finish second straight through mm. to that semi spot. Definitely, definitely. Um, I don't know how much Coop's got to say, but Johnny Yule, when he come on, my brother and I, we said to each other, because he comes on in the 10th, 15th minute, and you're like, this is it. This is your chance to actually establish yourself as an A-League footballer against you know the second bottom side who are prone to conceding goals. And he had three really good opportunities to get himself on the score sheet. This isn't detracting from his performance. I think he's a brilliant footballer. And I think he had a really good game in this one. It's just, it's such a shame that he couldn't announce himself in this game because it felt like the opportunity for him to be like, hey, I'm Johnny Yule. This is it. I'm ready to play A-League football. Yeah, I've just um, I've just noticed that Sam's left hand has gone from a glass of red wine to a century of one nine six, and I'm really concerned about what's going on in his gut right now. I started the pod, uh, the uh, <laughs> I started the regular pod that we recorded tonight, episode one hundred nine. You can find that um with a with a Suntory vodka, and then uh, progressed onto. There's a beer can here. Uh, then I drank half a bottle of this red wine and. Um, got another can of Suntory vodka, so um, it's fine. You didn't want to be a pig and finish the entire <laughs> bottle, so you're like, fuck it. No, there was only six. there was only half a bottle left, so I drank that half a bottle. Anyway, Cooper, oh, you're meant to be what? answering a question about Johnny <laughs> Yule. <laughs> um, yeah, for limited, I had, sitting at Adelaide Oval, great view of, of the lovely gather round going ahead. I had, uh, it was opposite scenes of, I was watching Collingwood at High Marsh on my phone the other week, and this week I found myself singing at Adelaide Oval watching Collingwood with Adelaide United on my phone. And I think every time I looked down at my phone in about a 25-minute period in the second half, Johnny Yule was taking a shot. And 
That's he pretty accurate. Have five or six in the second half from thirty odd yards, and and there was a couple that sort of went near the goal, but I don't think he ever really tested Jamie Young for what I no. from what I saw. Um, he but didn't, it just, unfortunately. And that's that's Sammy's uh, bolter for the Socceroos squad as well. Jamie Young, he had a good game. <laughs> yeah, get him in. <laughs> Fuck Red I've, I've seen some um, some people talking about you though, on outside of those chances. People seem to think he he had a pretty good game. Um, and it's always it's hard when you you have such a negative result. It's probably you know it was his biggest opportunity, and and now we've had such such a negative result off the back of it. Um, you just hope he picks his head up from it, and, and you see a bit more. But it seemed like you know, one of those games where the ball just didn't want to go in. Um, Nesta cut back onto his left about six yards out and somehow Jamie Young made a fucking ridiculous save with his feet. because he should be a socceroo. That's um, a good point. The, the biggest chance of the game I saw, and I'm going to be really, really harsh here, was Lockie Barr's header that hit the upright with mm. right at the start of seven minutes of stoppage time. He needs to score that header a hundred times out of a hundred because it's an open header four yards out from goal, Jamie Young stranded. He has to hit the target, like really has to hit the target. It's definitely, it should be a goal. No, definitely should be a goal. But, you know, there was a moment before Connor Payne goes down the other end in the first half that Goodwin does his now classic cut back onto his right and try and curl it into the bottom corner and it just hits Jamie Young straight in the chest. And there were many moments like that throughout the game. Uh, Like we, we totally, we didn't totally dominate, but, we did enough to win this football match. And I think that's what hurt the most was the fact that we couldn't get three points out of it. So even a point, the moment we had enough clear-cut opportunities to do so. The moment that screamed at me for the kind of game that this was, you know, watching the snippets was with about 45 seconds left. We picked the ball up off. Uh, we'd crossed the ball and it had been cleared back towards the halfway line. And we went to recycle and Craig Goodwin picked the ball up on the halfway line looked up and went to play a 10-yard ground pass to Johnny Yule and missed him by about 15 yeah. metres and gave away a throw-in. And it just really was like, well, that's probably probably a good summation of the afternoon. Yep. It was indicative of Craig's performance, unfortunately. And that was... Uh, do we talk shit about Craig on the podcast? Nah, no know. way. He's got a plenty up his sleeve. That like, was probably the worst I've seen him play all season. Yeah. Well, he, hey, he's... He's got plenty in the bank. Like he can, of course. You know, a few mulligans. I got, I got all. Well, any other? He can have sporting. one. Whatever you fucking do, Tom, do not upset the Goodwin family because his father <laughs> is a genuine chance of listening to this podcast one day because he's the only half decent bloke I've ever seen fathering someone around the club. <laughs> he's he's up and about, Tony. So we <laughs> might be able to get him get him tuned in one day. So do not upset that fucking family on Twitter for fuck's sake. I agree. I agree. There was one guy in the stand very close to me who was displeased every time he touched the ball. And I think that is the guy that we should be pointing all sorts of rockets at because he was he was a fucking menace throughout the game. Imagine being the guy that shows up and hates Craig Goodwin. <laughs> That's but, him. That was him. He obviously uh, had one, things going out. I remember on... when when I was young and I used to, or younger, and I used to attend the, the games with my family, we won the first FFA Cup final. My nan came to her first ever Adelaide United game. And all she did was bag Jimmy. <laughs> all she did was bag Jimmy Jago for ninety minutes. And if I had a cricket bat, she was just she, trying to fit in. She, she wouldn't be here today. <laughs> to be fair, so was most of the stadium because people hated Jimmy Jago for <laughs> yeah for until he won reason. the Young Player of the Year. Yeah. All right. No, like, um, oh shit, maybe I'm wrong. 
We learned a few things there. Uh, Johnny, you had some chances, and Cooper's a closet Collingwood fan. Uh, score predictions, Tom, you might have already given yours, but you said you think Adelaide will win this Sunday against Perth. You got a score for me? We should win, but it'll be uh, like a 2-1, 3-2 kind of thing. We'll definitely concede goals, but here's hoping we win. Cool. Cooper? Hardcore Adelaide United bounce back, 4-0. Oh, that's huge. That'd be hot. That would be so hot. What are we doing for it? It's Sunday afternoon. We're going to get together. Uh, what have I got? Oh, I'll have to, oh, I have to, holidays. I have to oh. check if there's any footy on it. Adelaide Oval between two <laughs> neutral teams first, and I'll get back to you. Tipper needs to, he says neutral, but he's a Pies fan, so he's really checking to see if there's a Pies game on. Um, I'm gonna go a 2 2 draw. No, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. And then that brings us to the last game against Mariners, so we'll check in for that. All right, that sounds like a good place to wrap it up. Sorry we didn't attend with you, mate. Sorry you had to put up with a boomer saving 78 seats of the top row yeah, of Hamash, but we'll come back next week and we'll just throw him overboard. Now nah, I'm just kidding. We won't throw him no overboard. Violence. We won't throw him overboard. What are you laughing at, Cooper? We'll throw you overboard. I just Bloody. envisioned how possible it actually would be to throw someone overboard the top of the North Stand at Hamash. Yeah, obviously we couldn't lift him because we're weak dogs, but someone could. All right. Uh, we might wrap it there. Episode 109 is also up. We talked about Pep Guardiola a fair bit. We talked about the Premier League, a bit of Bundesliga, the Champions League fixtures that are coming thick and fast. It's all there. Go check it out. Um, have a good week, everyone. Yep. Go the Reds. <laughs>